You put your all into delivering quality and value on time. And when your customer doesn't pay, it doesn't just hurt your feelings. It hurts your business. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect overdue receivables fast and treat your customers with respect. Go to MetCredit.com to get started. MetCredit, we get it. This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Brought to you by MetCredit. Welcome to Overdue Advice. I'm Andrea Schwabi. People are hardwired to find patterns. Whether it's a picture, sound, or behavior, we look for patterns in everything. Businesses are good at detecting patterns in customer behavior. They're not so good at predicting behavior, especially when it comes to who's going to default on a payment. Debt seems to be a purely financial or technical issue. You sign a contract, abide by the terms of the agreement, in exchange for payment, you receive whatever product or service you're after. While debt itself seems to be a financial problem, the experts will tell you dealing with debt is a human problem. The experts with me today are Katrina Nilsson, Collections Manager at MetCredit, and Cece Chawara, a collector at MetCredit. Katrina and Cece have both made thousands of collection calls, which means they've heard it all. And they're here today to talk about the three kinds of debtors that they've encountered. Hey, guys. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Okay, we have to identify you by name first. Katrina. Hi. And Cece? Hello. Hello. <laughs> so, how long have you been a collector, Cece? It's going to be a year on the 14th of May. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So, 50 weeks so far. Yeah. From the time of recording, anyway. Yeah. Uh, how do you enjoy it? I'm in love. Really? Yeah. Okay, you got to tell me about that. I see it as an opportunity to change someone's life for the better. Hmm. I mean, you're taking someone out of a bad space and bringing them to a space where they can move forward. After some time, you forget about what people say about debt collectors. Um, what it does for me personally is imagine that someone's walking into a bank. A few years down the line, they regret having walked into a bank. But when they speak to me, they wish they met me before they walked into the bank. So I am that lifeline. What we're talking about today is the three types of debtors. Uh, Cece, in your year as a debt collector, how many calls do you think you've made? Wow. Do the math. Okay. In a day, you can make 150 calls, Oof. but you can only have confirmed five people. Right. There's a very big difference between making a call and actually being able to discuss an account with someone. Right. Okay. You have to be able to discuss an account with someone the proper way. It must be done the right way or else you're giving out confidential information to the wrong person. Right, yeah. And you've talked about that too before, Katrina, where you have ways to deal with that. It's such a strange thing to talk about people who are debtors. Like who is a debtor? Let's not talk about the types of debtors. Just talk about people who go into debt in the first place. Is there a standard, you could see him, he wears a suit and a tie and it has a briefcase. Is that a debtor or what does a debtor look like? A debtor has no... Image. Uh, yeah, there's no image of a debtor. It's just a person that either falls short of their responsibilities because of personal issues or just they neglect to do them. Is, is it so there's no real demographic? No. Tie up. You can have someone who owns a business, a million dollar business, who owes debt that have not paid and no one knows about it because they're out there in the media looking very well and their business is booming, but they have one vehicle that they failed to pay for. 
and you can have someone who lives in a very small apartment who failed to pay their gas, the electricity bill. So it really does. There's no definition for who a debtor is. A debtor is every single person out there. Okay. Well, and I, I know from my own experience, because we've had some health challenges in our family, um, and, and it, it can really take a toll, and it'll sneak up on you. I mean, even Brian, CEO of Met Credit, in the first episode actually admitted to having been a debtor before, you know, dealing with student loan debt, and that's when he got the job at Met Credit, and then realized, hey, I'm good at this. So it's, it's sort of interesting how that... Now, you guys have worked with... You work with debtors. Right? I was a debtor at one point. That makes me too... Okay, so tell me your story. Yeah, so I was working at Met Credit and I had a cell phone bill. I was 20 years old. Uh, I had a cell phone bill and the contract ended and me just not knowing all the information. I just thought, okay, the contract ended. My my phone ended and I didn't realize and didn't know until about six months later and they're calling me and sending me this bill saying it's overdue. I have to call the company. They want a reconnection fee for me to pay to close it out. And me being in collections, I just said, well, no, just send it to collections. I'll avoid that fee and I'll pay it there. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what they did. And So you basically went around the phone company's own collection process because you know how it works. Because I know how it works, yeah. So, awesome. So they basically sent it to us. <laughs> and so our uh, our Vancouver office called me, and that day I had actually been at home sick. You're kidding. No. So it, it was in Met Credit. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so That's it was my crazy. phone bill. Uh, they called me. They told me about it. Obviously, I paid it. Obviously. But uh, yeah, I, wow. I've been there too. Wow. Okay, what's your story, CT? Okay, so mine is a different twist. Okay. Um, I had a bank account with one of the major banks, Mm -hmm. and um, there was some activity in the account that they deemed unacceptable. And once you they deem it unacceptable, they'll send you a letter telling you, we don't want to bank with you, find another bank to bank with. Mm -hmm. And whatever you have on your credit card and in your accounts, they send that to collections. Now, I didn't know any of this up until... I started working at MedCredit and I was told and I received the letter I think a week before I worked at MedCredit saying that we're going to close your accounts. Now, the advantage of having now started working at MedCredit, I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is where I'm coming. Right. So with the help Mm -hmm. of the managers and some really good people there, I actually resolved the account before it got to a collection agency. So I dealt with the bank directly, paid it off, had everything cleared. So by the time it was due to go to collections, Mm -hmm. I already had my clearance that I am good to go. So if I didn't go start working at collections or in a collections company, I would have gone to collections and I've had a bad debt on my bureau. Mm -hmm. But I avoided that because I became open to knowledge immediately at the right time. That's why I said to you in my very first interview that this job came just at the right time. Right. Now I know what you're talking about. Well, and now you're a new Canadian. And so did, did that sort of contribute to some of that confusion? Because, you, you know, you don't necessarily know how everything works. We kind of take it for granted. That's, that is 150% correct. Oh, okay. Um, there's mm-hmm. people who are coming from immigrants in a lot of African countries, because I'm African. So mm-hmm. a lot of immigrants, we don't deal with credit cards. We don't deal with, if you, back home, if you go into into a, a car company, you want to buy a car, you have to buy cash. Oh. So we don't believe in 
paying for something over time because we feel like then you don't own it. Right. So when I came here and I'm learning about credit cards, I'm thinking, oh, wow, all I need is a card and I pretty much look like I'm wealthy. Right. And we're getting into <laughs> collections. It's there's the realization that, no, that's not your money. Wow. And you get so much financial knowledge that you would never get anywhere else. You come into a country, no one's going to teach you that, which yeah. is why I also was speaking to, um, we were discussing with Brian and Katrina that people, especially immigrants, need to know this. They mm -hmm. need to know what happens when you, as soon as you get a credit card. What is it you're getting into? Yeah. And not necessarily to stop them, but so that people know how to deal with their finances and yeah. not to take it for granted. Well, even Americans coming to Canada are surprised with the amount of regulation of our banking system. Because banks in the States aren't regulated nearly as much as banking in Canada. And, and that's just, you know, that's our neighbor. You're coming yeah. from Africa and you guys aren't interested. Like, I want, if I own it, I own it. Yeah. You know, it's a totally different cultural attitude. Yeah. That's really interesting. Okay. So we're now, we've, we've now established pretty much everyone in the room has been a debtor at some point. So there yes. is no archetype. There's no stereotypical debtor. The guy no. with the Mercedes or, you know, the roles can have debt just like anybody else. Yes. Um, I, I think essentially we're all debtors if you own a property. Yeah. The bank owns it. Yeah, I still it, have so, a huge mortgage. Yeah. You know, we all owe debt to somebody, but whether or not we're on top of it or it defaults is the difference. Yeah. yeah. Okay, types of debtors. This is really the point, and we've kind of established that we are debtors, yes. but yeah. not like that. So for we, we always want to aim at small and medium businesses because they're the ones who are most affected by bad debt, and they're least equipped. Because, you know, they might have a small accounting department, they may not even have a receivables person, and dealing with bad debt is really tough. So knowing the types of debtors that are out there um, is really going to be helpful for businesses. And it's important because, and we've really covered the first part that's really important, which is anybody can be a debtor. Like, do not rely on what they're wearing or what they drive. That's not a reliable measurement. <laughs> okay, we got that part. So, Katrina, tell me, uh, of the th what are the three types of debtors that are out there? Well, there's basically three types of debtors. So there's the debtor that defaults on their accounts, and they, uh, they're unaware of it. You know, it slips through the cracks. Life gets busy. Things happen. Uh, they call our office because they get a letter or a call from us, realize it's outstanding. They want to try and rectify the problem and deal with it right away. It's a it's an honest mistake, so they deal with it. Uh, the second type is the person that uh, financial issues, work issues, things like that happens. Uh, it's out of their control, and it comes into our office, and so we have to find a solution to help them with their problem because they might not have the money or means to come up with to pay it. And that's the reason why they ended up there in the first place. Right. And then the third type is the one that will try everything in their power to say that they don't owe it. They they didn't purchase it or they didn't do it. And uh, so we've got to find the background information to see why, why that's going on. The single biggest cause of bad debt write-offs is procrastination. With every day you wait, the chances of ever getting paid go down. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect business receivables fast. And if we don't succeed, you don't pay. Go to MetCredit.com and stop waiting for money you deserve. MetCredit, we get it. Okay, so let's let's examine first the just forgot to pay. How, do, how does that usually work? How does that, um, how do those calls go? 
Well, you, you usually verify the person, let them know the information. They kind of think about it and say, oh, yeah, you know what? Maybe I forgot that last bill or there's certain stipulations or I should say certain things in contracts or how the billing works like on particular cell phones. Mm-hmm. Cell phones is a really good one. A lot of people, when they cancel their cell phone services, they say, I canceled the service and then I paid the outstanding bill on the phone with them. It was a zero balance, which they are correct. It was a zero balance. But what you have to remember is with cell phones, it's always about 30 days after because their billing cycle is always right. a month a behind. Month late, yeah. People don't realize that. So then when they get the final bill, they just think, oh, this is garbage. You know, oh, I already paid okay. it. Right. But they didn't because it's still a month behind on their billing. Because when you cancel at that moment, they didn't calculate all the service charges up until the next billing cycle. It's all in the fine print. I think the problem is, is that a lot of these corporations aren't explaining it properly to the people on the phone. So they're saying, yeah, you've paid the bill. It's it's a zero balance. But they're saying, just keep in mind that because our billing cycle is such and such date, you're still going to have a remaining balance for the last 15 days that you used it up until the canceling date today. Right. Cece, you were a lawyer. Uh, fine print. Yeah. <laughs> That's essentially how to define a debtor. Um, everything is based on a contract. And no one, absolutely no one reads their contracts. That's how people fall into collections. And then it's always, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't owe that money. Contracts always state from beginning to end what will happen if you cancel early? What will happen if you actually cancel? What will happen if you fall behind? What will happen if you default? What will happen if you pay it off in full? It always states exactly what the position is. But now companies won't give you that time to say, you know what, just read this, please, top to bottom. Take your time to read this and then sign it. It's more of, okay, we'll give you a few minutes to read, but because you're in that pressure of, oh, a few minutes, I'm just going to browse through sign and get my phone and get out of here. Mm-hmm. People need to read the full contract. It doesn't matter how many pages it is. You have to read your contract because that is what is binding you to whatever is going to happen at the end of the day. It's a, That's good advice. I still know that I won't read my contract. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the, the thing, there's so much detail there. And, and it's not like it's a trap. They're not trying to catch you. They're just... It's the way that businesses protect themselves. And, and I mean, most contracts protect the client as well. Like they're, they're, there's usually some expectation of we deliver this and you pay that. Um, okay. So in, in dealing with, if, if a company is dealing with the people who are the accident or accidental debtors, is that really more just an annoyance or is, is it still something you really need to attend to? The actual companies? Well, yeah, the company's attending to the people who just sort of, oh, it just slipped my mind. Imagine how many people are defaulting at a single go. How many individuals are on a contract right now for a cell phone, for example? You can have 100,000 people defaulting at one go. Now, imagine someone in the receivables department of a company trying to call just 10 of those people to tell them, hey, you defaulted, you need to pay. Mm -hmm. That's going to take a lot of time and a lot of resources. This is where collections comes in. Right. Yeah, even even for the people who just slips their minds, yeah. better that you do it than than companies, because there's going to be yeah. a full out argument as to why this was not done this way. So so much more time and so much more effort is going into explaining something that's pretty much very straightforward. Before any um, debt goes to a collection agency, all the companies do notify the individuals that you have fallen due on this, and it's 
those people that don't respond to those initial notices that end up going to collections. And people claim, no, I didn't receive the letter. No, I didn't receive this. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of ignorance. Right. Yeah, I totally didn't get that parking ticket on my windshield. <laughs> yeah. We just folded up in the wheel well. Yeah. And yeah. At the end of the day, it's your responsibility to make sure that your finances mm-hmm. are in order. It's nobody else's. Yeah. You're your own person. Yeah. Okay. Second type of debtor uh, are the people who know that they're in debt, but their lives are complicated. Yes. Yes. So let's talk about them. Uh, how do you deal with that kind of thing, Cece? Okay. Um, you see, when you're speaking to any individual on the phone, you need to get to understand who you're speaking to, what the position is. You can't just go into it hardball saying, this is the case. Every situation differs. Someone could probably had, I had an individual actually just two weeks ago, she had just had brain surgery. And three weeks out of after recovery, I'm calling her, hey, your account is here in collections. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wait, what? But I advised the company I'm going for brain surgery, but there's no record right. showing that she yeah. did that. I'm not going to now say to her, you owe this money paid right now. It's maybe close to $30,000. And she, how much did she spend on brain surgery? Mm-hmm. You know, So you have to hear what the situation is. That's why we always ask the question, how did you get into this trouble? So with a situation like that, how would you deal with that? So you've got someone who's got a medical complication. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that brain surgery will slow you down for a bit. What, what did you do? What did you say? So I reassured her that I'm here to help her get out of this trouble. And I looked at what her financial capacity was right now and if anyone was helping her right now. And she opened up to me. She told me she was back at work and that she didn't expect to be in collections. I said to her, you know what? I can put you on a temporary payment plan. And then once you're back on your feet, let's send you out for financing and get this paid up as soon as possible. Because once that's done, Mm -hmm. we rebuild your credit and you get your name back. Your image is restored. Mm -hmm. And just hearing that from me, she felt like I was really there to help her and get her out of everything she's going through. And I'll just take a bit of weight off her shoulders. And that's exactly how I felt. Because, I mean, imagine someone's telling me that they've had brain surgery and you know, my and I go there and I'm trying to be hardball on her and she is, next thing I'm going to cause her to go back into that, you know, hospital. Mm-hmm. That's not my intention. My intention is to ensure that her recovery is not just in her brain, but also her emotional state. What's what's the, the most common sort of complication that you hear? Uh, the most common complication as in health-wise? Yeah. I have cancer. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a big one. Um... Another one is just, you know, they they fell ill or actually a, a big one nowadays is mental health problems. Mm. Yeah, that's it's a very big one. And I, I see it in the last five years um, more than I ever have in the last 14. Really? Yes. Stress and anxiety just really building up. And- yeah. Yeah. People don't know how to cope with everyday living situations and it's putting them in such stress and right. giving them anxiety and everything. And, and yeah, it's just snowballing. Does it change people? Does that stress change people's attitudes oh, when, yes. when you call? They yeah. feel defeated. Yeah, yeah. They feel they feel defeated. They they can't get ahead. They just can't do anything with their life. Um, and there's just no way out of the tunnel. Right. Do you get training on that, or do you just sort of learn to 
sort that through as you go through it. You learn you learn as an individual um, yeah. as time goes on how to deal with it, and each situation is different. And you have to listen to these people and understand where they're coming from to give them the best possible advice of where there is other avenues to get them out of it. The third type of debtor is the arguer. <laughs> okay, Cece, you get to go first. You reacted. What the heck? So, so how do these calls usually start? Swearing. Oh, really? Just yeah. right off the hop? Yeah. Why are you calling me? What is your problem? Who do you think you are? And the vulgar, like, in the beginning, it's very heart-wrenching. I used to actually get off the phone and go cry for a few minutes, you know, because I'd be like, wow. Did you ever do that, Katrina? Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. There's a there's been a few moments in my career that I've gotten off the phone and I've went and cried. Yeah. Now yeah. why? Just because they were mean to you or their circumstances? They both, both. actually. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, both. Sometimes they can be so cruel and so mean, mm. and just taking such personal shots at you, mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with the debt. Mm-hmm. Nothing right. to do with it. Just don't keep arguing with them because obviously you're not going to get something out of a difficult person. Tell them, hey, look. I'll give you my contact information. I'm here when you're ready to talk. You'll find I've had one person who I said that to, and they actually end up paying because they're like, oh, wait, this person's not entertaining me, you know? Mm. And then you have those who actually end up hanging up on you and, you know, never calling back again. Right. So it's what you say that will determine what happens at the end of that call. As sort of a parting shot, is it important for people to be aware of what they're spending their money on? Is that part of the problem? We're just yes. not Absolutely. aware of it. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. We're in a digital era where you go into the store and you tap your card. Right. How much money do you have in there? Do you think there's a way for businesses to sort of impart that on people? It's just common sense. We can't put this on the businesses. You know how much money is coming in. Right. Don't spend more than you have. It's just simple knowledge. But because of this, like she's saying, digital money... Everyone looks at their big credit cards and they think, I can spend this and I'm just going to pay the minimum amount. It catches up. You can't just keep paying minimum payments all the time. What's the most important thing for business in terms of understanding the three types of debtors? Know who you're, you need to understand. You need, they need to do an analysis of who they're giving credit to. You find someone who's 20 years old is getting a credit card with $20,000. Mm-hmm. What for? So if you're a business, get a credit check. Yes. Not even just a credit check because you find a lot of people um, grew up, may have come from um, homes where they had good money with their parents. So their income may seem really good and pretty because they're getting money from their parents, from their siblings. So a credit check will show you a very false situation. I don't think they should depend on credit check. They need to verify employment. They need to look at the actual income that this person is bringing in themselves and not what has just been popping in and out of that bank account. Everybody pay up. Thanks to CC Chawara and Katrina Nelson for joining us and sharing some great insights. And thank you for listening. Please rate, review, share, and comment on this episode. For more information, to read the blog, or to start a collections account to recover your lost revenue, visit metcredit.com. This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. I'm Andrea Schwabe.
You run a business, you're successful. You don't wait for things to happen. You make them happen. So why aren't you collecting what's owed to you? The longer you wait, the less chance you'll ever see a cent. <laughs> so call Met Credit. We're your local debt recovery team, serving businesses of all sizes since 1973. And don't worry, we play nice. We're here to uphold your reputation and relationships. And speaking of nice, if we don't collect, you don't pay. Zero risk. Get to know us for when you need us at metcredit.com.